Thank you for joining us today on Behind the Still Podcast. This is the new and improved title of our podcast, which was formerly the Rackhouse Whiskey Club Podcast, and we decided to change it to Behind the Still to uh, feature these brands and what's the stories behind uh, behind the whiskeys and behind the brands that uh, make the amazing whiskeys that we love to enjoy. And today's podcast is with uh, Ryan Thompson and Stephen Jacobs. They work and own Tenth uh, Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company in Vail, Colorado. Tenth Mountain is named in the honor of the Tenth Mountain Army Division that originated in a place called Camp Hill in the 1940s. It's a really cool story that I was unaware of until a couple veteran friends of mine uh, were fully aware of it. Uh, this was a specific division set up to train uh, mountain warfare tactics in World War II. Uh, after these warfighters came back, they uh, wanted to share the sport of skiing and mountain lifestyle to others. And, uh, and when they came back, they started over 62 different ski resorts, ski, ski schools, and ski patrols. Um, and once again, these were all started by 10th Mountain veterans across the United States. Uh, and Vail Mountain being one of them, Aspen being another one, if you guys are skiers and go to Colorado uh, to do that. Uh, this is a tribute, Spirits Company, uh, to all those 10th Mountain vets, as well as any uh, mountaineering and mountain lifestyle uh, folks that uh, the love being in the outdoors. This is a tribute to all of all of you. Um, so to try this whiskey from 10th Mountain and to learn more about the story behind this remarkable whiskey, uh, go to rackhousewhiskeyclub.com and uh, watch our videos, read the stories. We work really, really hard to to produce these videos for you guys so you can learn the stories behind the brand. Uh, we feel that it's truly important and that these stories uh, really uh, show themselves through the flavors and the geographies and where they are and that the stories that make them. So please go watch them and, and learn a little bit about them. And then I'd, I'd love for you to sign up for Rackhouse and try this whiskey. Uh, it's a really good story. It's a really good brand. And Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible uh, would also agree. Uh, so I'll let them tell the story and I'll let them introduce themselves. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. I'm here talking about whiskey, whiskey, and whiskey's delicious. Staying up late, I can't let you go. <laughs> Staying up late, drinking whiskey. Where are we at now? We're Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company's Distillery in Gypsum, Colorado, just down the road from Vail. This is uh, about two and a half hours from Denver West, yep. right? Yeah, just about two hours. You got it. Awesome. And uh, you've been here since when again? Let's see, since 2014. 2013. Perfect. Yeah. Um, beautiful place. Um, Thank obviously, Colorado is awesome. Um, t- tell me a little bit about, I mean, you're obviously the best one to tell the story of, of 10th Mountain. Um, for the people listening to this, give them a little snippet of how, uh, how 10th Mountain came to be and the story behind it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So we are named in honor of the 10th Mountain Army Division that originated in our area just a couple miles south of here in a place called Camp Hale in the 1940s. And they trained here, uh, uh, getting uh, tr- training their skills for the, the uh, mountain warfare uh, specific uh, tactics. And then they uh, went off to Europe and fought in some very significant battles in World War II. Uh, one of those battles uh, being the Battle of Reaver Ridge. Uh, when they returned here back to the States, they wanted to share uh, the sport of skiing and the mountain outdoor lifestyle that they had fallen in love with when uh, they were doing their training missions. And so... Uh, over 62 different ski resorts, ski schools, and ski patrols across the country were started by 10th Mountain Vets. Uh, Vail Mountain being one uh, right here in our backyard. Uh, Aspen Mountain being another, just to name a couple here. 
the Na National Outdoor Leadership School, the Knowles Experience, uh, was started by a 10th Mountain vet. Nike was actually started by a 10th Mountain vet. Um, Phil Knight's business partner was a guy named Bill Bowerman who served with the 10th. And they're still one of the most active military divisions today. And they're stationed in upstate New York, and they're a quick deployment division. They've been in all the major confrontations over the last 20 years. Uh, and they also uh, have a presence at Fort Polk, Louisiana, and with the Colorado National Guard uh, back here in the state of Colorado. You have a tremendously strong veteran following. Yeah. And that, that's, that's really oh, yeah. neat. Um, we've, before we ever even, I guess I should introduce you. I'm sorry. Uh, will you guys introduce yourselves first? I'm yeah. uh, I'm Stephen Jacobs, and uh, I've been with the company over five years now, and I handle sales and distribution here locally in Eagle County. So that's what we told him to say. We just actually picked him up <laughs> uh, just off the side of the yeah, after eating quick, beef jerky. Like, hey, man, we got something for you. Real quick. <laughs> he no, is a strikingly awesome. handsome man. Well, yes. God bless you, Ryan. I try, but no, we're uh, we're really proud to be affiliated uh, with yeah. the 10th Mountain Division. Those guys have done a lot of. A lot of good work and fought a lot of hard battles for us. And without them, we'd all be standing on rocks right now. They founded all these resorts so we could yeah. come around and have a lot of fun here uh, uh, down the down the line. And and we do. We live a we live a good lifestyle out here. We know we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, you are. And, uh, I'm Ryan Thompson, uh, the founder of Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. Uh, and right next to me is Stephen. And Stephen is actually uh, one of the vets himself. He doesn't talk about it much, but he did serve. Uh, when did you serve, man? Oh gosh, I was uh, active back in the mid '90s, but that's all I can talk about. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I'd have to kill everybody here if we go, if we go on. Well, enough said about that. Then we'll keep on moving on down the road. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. No, before we ever even met, you know, um, I was kind of explaining some of the business partners with Rackhouse. Um, they've got brother-in-laws that were Army Rangers that are huge Tenth Mountain fans. It was almost like a sign to, to start coming out here. Every veteran, we went to the whiskey festival last weekend, and veterans stopped by our booth who are also members of Rack House that Heck asked yeah. where we're going next. We said, We're going to Colorado, to 10th Mountain. Have you heard of it? And I'm like, God damn, absolutely. Are you serious? <laughs> Can we go with you? I'm like, Shit, if you, you're going to have to get in the back of the truck, we don't have man, those, for those it, guys but. will just hump it in, man. Rangers yeah. lead the way. They're not afraid to sip not, a little. Not, not what Navy SEALs would say. But. They're, 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 uh, they're, oh gosh, the SEALs love them too. They're, uh, they're, a, they're a tough bunch. They're not afraid they're to all, drink, a, drink a little whiskey. They're all tough. They're all <laughs> tough and they, none of them are afraid. But I love the little, little battles they have between each other. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Little, little uh, in, in service rivalry always keeps everybody on their toes. You bet. You yeah. bet. Yeah. And we're very aware that without uh, those guys and gals that are out there doing what they're doing, then uh, we wouldn't be able to, to be here uh, making whiskey and doing what we love as well. So, it's something that's near and dear to our hearts uh, and something we're very conscious of and love when uh, uh, active or retired soldiers come into the tasting rooms and sit down and uh, share some whiskeys and share a few stories with us, too. So. What are some of those stories? Like, how, how do, what are some of the best? Oh, you, man. you know, we've heard a lot, and we, we love it when they bring one of their uh, unit patches in. Uh, we've got a, quite a collection going on both walls in both um, tasting rooms. But, uh, you know, we usually like to just put that ball in their court. If they feel like talking about it, we'll uh, – nothing like a little whiskey to kind of loosen those stories up. And uh, it's, it's fun to sit down, and we're, uh, we're so proud of them. You know, God, God bless them all. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, so who is the uh, – what's the, the, the unit called that's local here that we talked about that's not uh, necessarily – Hats facility, right? Hats facility. The high yeah, altitude they, aviation training they, site. Yeah, you guys are pretty good friends with those guys, right? They, they support the, uh, the brand and the – the mission that the uh, 10th Mountain puts out, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So what the HATS facility does is train helicopter pilots to fly in altitude. 
It's a little bit of different techniques going on there. And so it's the only location in the U.S. It's the High Altitude Aviation Training Site, just about seven minutes away. Uh, the, the airport that they fly over um, our distillery all, all day long, pretty much. Uh, and then once they're done doing their training missions, and at, at the end of the day, they'll come in here to our taste room and hang out and, awesome. and uh, have a few and unwind a little bit with us. So, yeah, we have a great uh, relationship with those guys, uh, and it's a lot of fun to uh, see what they have going on. We yeah. we were super lucky. We got a flyby about a year ago when yeah, uh, sure talked was. to some of the guys in here having a drink. They talked with their uh, superiors and they were able to fly over the uh, distillery here about a year ago. It was a good time. It's, it's, you can't believe how powerful those machines are. Get them a couple more whiskeys and see if that's, they let you that, fly it. That's right. <laughs> see if they can land in the parking lot, pick us up, and take us for a spin. Amen. To that. Let me hop in the, in, the, in the seat. Just don't shoot the red, just don't push the red button. Right. <laughs> That'd be a problem. That's right. So that's that's great. So who who's the the brains behind the whiskey making? Who what you guys have uh, obviously been awarded some some awesome rewards in the whiskey community. Um, obviously, Jim Murray's Bible is is it's hard to get much better than that. I mean, you guys have done really well in that. Who, is there a whiskey? Who's who's got the background in the whiskey? Yeah, making? sure, right. So well, Jim Murray, that's a really nice accolade that he paid tribute to us with ninety four points on our rye whiskey, uh, ninety two points on our bourbon. So uh, really, uh, uh, that was a fun day when we got that news, wasn't it? We, we 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 cracked it open and celebrated right there. Yeah, right, we did. Yeah, we're we're bad about uh, just starting a celebration, right? Right in the middle of something, just get it going. But uh, Sean, our distiller on a day to day basis, he and I both went out to Moonshine University out in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and that was back in 2013 when Moonshine used to, uh, first started getting going. Um, I homebrewed quite a bit and then started uh, messing around with a 15 gallon still. Uh, and then uh, out to Moonshine University, and now we have uh, the 500-gallon still combination pot column still from Vendome. And uh, we affectionately call that the War Angel, named after a 10th Mountain Platoon. Actually, an uh, interesting story how, that, uh, how it got its name. The, uh, a couple guys from the 10th Platoon uh, supported us on our Kickstarter campaign uh, years ago now, and we ended up sending out uh, a bunch of merchandise to them. This was before we had, uh, when we first started getting going, before we could even sell, before we fully licensed. And uh, in turn, uh, they sent out uh, a couple T-shirts that had the War Angel logo on it. I took one and just hung it on the still, and we were it was early on in, in the life of that still, and we were kind of searching around for the right name. And I was doing an employee uh, training, and uh, the gal looked up at the still and said, saw the T-shirt and just said under her breath, the War Angel, that, that's cool. And I looked at her, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's the name right there. <laughs> it worked good. So I called the boys back up at uh, in the platoon. I'm like, hey, you mind if we name her still after uh, the War Angels? And then they were like, damn right, you better. Yeah. So um, hence, uh, hence the name of our still uh, that is it's operating in the back right now. We can hear it humming, humming away, um, making some good new make spirit. So, uh, But we owe a lot of credit to Moonshine University out in Louisville. That's awesome. Um, and we still, uh, we, we, man, I think we learn something new every day. Uh, but we don't lean on Moonshine Unit as much as we used to in the beginning. But certainly, if something comes up that uh, has us perplexed, then then we'll give up. What do you uh, think, give a call to them. What makes you different? What do you What do you think makes it? Is it the water here? Is it um, the barrels you're using? Is would you do? You, some people know, some people don't. I mean, yeah, sure, you've right. Got a good product. It's, it's the love, the it's love we love put into it, the passion for whiskey. I can whiskey. believe that, brother. Three three stories of copper back there. The War Angel, she's beautiful. I give her a hug every time I come in. Yeah, yep. it's true. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, so certainly the love, certainly uh, the pride and the passion that we have in making each batch. 
uh, it goes a long way, and I think that uh, you can taste that in the end product. Um, you mentioned the water real quickly. Uh, the gypsum water coming down, it was, it was literally snow yesterday. It's Rocky Mountain snow melt uh, that we bring in-house, so it has a really crisp, unique take, taste to it. It, uh, we run through reverse osmosis water system, so it strips the minerals out, so it's completely uh, neutral water. Um, so I think that has an overall uh, result in the flavor. Um, we uh, age in 5, 10, 30, and 53-gallon barrels, all with a number four char on it, um, obviously American New Oak barrels. Uh, that certainly plays an aspect in it. Um, where we're located here, the temperature fluctuation, uh, I think, is probably 15 degrees this morning. It's going to be 50 degrees this afternoon. Uh, and that temperature fluctuation uh, certainly helps mature the whiskey a little bit quicker. So sure. uh, all these things combined uh, certainly have a have an overall result in, in the end flavor. Uh, we could geek out on whiskey a little bit more and talk about the different yeast strains and the, the still and the importance and, and uh, of the, the the still has on the overall flavors and the process uh, where we make our heads, hearts, tails cuts and all that. So there's certainly a, a ton of different variables that go into uh, the over, the end product, and I think they all play a very important aspect in it. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, have you ever tried the? I'm sure you have, but the water, the the making the whiskey with the water before the osmosis process, did it taste different? Yeah, we have, and it does taste a little bit different. And the reverse osmosis water uh, technique allows us to control that one variable, so it takes that variable out because. Uh, no water anywhere in any city is going to be exactly same. the same throughout the year. Right. Uh, there's going to be some slight modifications to it. So that's one way that we can control that, that uh, variable. So yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Well, it tastes great. And the water out here is cold. Mm. It ain't too bad either. It's good. You know, we also have a little advantage, too, being at altitude. Uh, it uh, sucks the whiskey into the char of the wood oh. a little more. And we're able to really get some good flavors out of that. That's so a good point. It's a little, little, little advantage we have out here yeah. be, being in paradise. What? It all goes back to the love. You gotta love it. Love <laughs> the, the love the whiskey here? and the whiskey. About six thousand feet, right? Okay. Just over, yeah. Yeah. Well, love goes into everything. Gotta love There's it. a lot of it here. You guys have a good time. It's a good group of people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yes, I've had, I've had fun. And and you're originally from Mississippi. Yes, I have been a redneck my entire life. Love it. Yes. Why did you come here? I just needed to get out of the heat for a minute. He became uh, a hippie as well. Yeah, I, I, I could I couldn't afford the the gold bond anymore. I had to get up here and, and cool out a little bit. But it's been a lovely distraction, and uh, I was stationed in Denver back in the mid-90s and just fell in love with the climate and uh, uh, moved back, uh, did some sales in Atlanta back during the Olympics when that was in town. That was a, a yep. good time. But just realized I'm not a city kid after growing up in a small town, and I just needed to, uh, just wanted to try something else, needed a little more trouble to get into, needed a, a, mount, a mountain to slide down. Yeah, yeah, like a little kid, I love <laughs> it. You got a couple of them around here. Oh, man, I tell you. A couple big hills. Yeah, it's a good time. That's what the it's Smokies are. When I when I used yeah. to come out here, and then I went to school in Nashville, and I'd go to the Smokies, I'm like, they're big hills. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. Mountains, I don't know, those yeah. are decent mountains. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but they are older, but that, no, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Um, that's interesting. Do you bring any of these southern roots around here? They keep. I know I've witnessed it, but is there any uh, 
any of it that's being injected into 10th Mountain anymore? Well, I mean, absolutely. You know, there's been so much uh, good whiskey made in the South. Your favorite's uh, the moonshine that we make, isn't it? I love it. I, I, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, of, of our five flavors, that is what I enjoy. For some reason, it doesn't give me a hangover. I think being a redneck, it's just natural. The redneck that, gene. That, that corn whiskey yeah. just goes good in my blood, and I, and, and I, I, I enjoy it, man. It, it doesn't hurt my head. If I stick with that, through the night and not mix any uh, other little demons in there. I can get up the next day and <laughs> and uh, dance a jig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and now you have two locations. There's one here, and then you have a tasting room in the in town in Vale, right? Yeah, you got it. So we have two different tasting rooms, is what you're referring to. Uh, one uh, here at the distillery, which is where we're at currently in Gypsum, and then we have one in Vale Village, uh, right on uh, Bridge Street, right in the heart of uh, the pedestrian village at the base of Vale Ski Mountain. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you're talking a little bit earlier about how the you know the tourism and stuff like that obviously helps from a business point of view. Sure. You know, is that it, if it was anywhere else, you know, it, would your tactics be different? Would you have changed things anyway? Yeah, I think they would be a little bit. Uh, we certainly would love to place a taste room down in, in downtown Denver, uh, and maybe one in another ski town in the future. But as the current law stands here in Colorado, we're only allowed two taste rooms per DSP license, mm. and so we're restricted to just the two. Um, but it's always uh, part of the game plan to put one in Vail Village somewhere to uh, take advantage of uh, the vacationers coming through town and having a good time. Uh, and they get introduced to our spirits, get introduced to our brand and what we're all about in our story. And then uh, take that back with them, be in the form of a bottle, a hat, a T-shirt, and then maybe go back to, to Texas uh, where we have some distribution there as well. And they can uh, find a bottle there or even better buy it through rack houses. So Yeah, yeah. Phil, thanks for shop there um how is the community of the um the distilleries in colorado is it is it a tight-knit group you know depending on the state that you go to um it, it seems like it's all over the board we went to kentucky and um met with uh, steve nally and barstown but those yeah. even, those guys they're all supportive of each other how they're building the hotel that jim right. beam's gonna be supportive of you know and stuff mm. like that um cool. and then you go to some states and they just don't really talk to each other i mean which is which is totally cool too it's more interesting how is the community in colorado since it's a growing yeah absolutely there's right. a lot of distilleries popping up yeah like last i heard i think uh the number was at 92 distilleries here in colorado wow. so wow. Jesus. some uh some bigger than others uh but everyone's kind of doing the same thing having a good time with it making some delicious spirits uh i think overall as a distillery community here in colorado it's uh, it's very tight-knit yeah i'm um, very supportive good. uh Although uh, we're here in the Vale Valley, um, kind of excluded from all the front range distilleries, uh, we all get together at uh, different events throughout the year at the Distillers Guild, uh, always have a good time, um, learn from one another, uh, support one another, see what's working, see what's not working. Uh, it's one of the things I've loved about the industry since day one, uh, not only here with Colorado Distilleries, but other distilleries from around the country. Everyone's just very supportive, and uh, Are they? I think we're all kind of fighting the same fight here, so... Yeah. Um, we know what that fight is. And, yep. and we all know we're lucky to be out here. So yeah. just, uh, you know, onward and upward. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. No, you. you guys are lucky. Did the does the, the snow, it's funny, when we first got here, um, we were kind of laughing about how, you know, back in Iowa, when it's a long snow season, everyone's like, fuck, get, got to get out of here. Um, or waiting for this thing to melt. And when the spring hits, everybody's pumped. But here in Colorado, when it's a long snow season, 
Everyone says it's been a great year. It's been it's we had a great year this year. <laughs> Snow just lasted forever. Yeah, it's it, so it, in the deep south when you see overcast and dark clouds, you get a little depressed because <laughs> you know it's going to be that way for a couple of weeks. Out here, it's just the opposite. Yeah. We want that precipitation. We want all that snow. You know, it just it, it's like a switch. It just makes people jazz up. They want to go skiing. They want to drink more whiskey. They just want to celebrate life with us. You know, spirits are lifted across the board when it's snowing. Oh, here. it's it, it it means everything. Living in a ski town, I mean, those little I call them little like like little dollar bills falling from the sky. <laughs> well, it does. It brings people here, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, when the when this the town snow runs is, on snow, they absolutely do. Um, I don't. There was a there's a guy that I they became friends with. His name's Josh Jesperson. He's a he was a Navy SEAL. Uh, Mission Memorial Day, he put together. He owns the record for climbing and uh, splitboarding down all the uh, 14ers right. in yeah, Colorado, sure. yep, the yep, fastest yep. time ever. Yep. Cool. Um, super cool guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing shit that he's done. And um, that snow community, it just is so tight around around Colorado when you're in it. So I, I can understand yeah. from a point what you're saying. Um, just going back home and it completely changes. It's it's just incredible how things change around the country. But it is if if it doesn't snow, tourists don't come. Then people aren't coming here. Yeah. I mean, so it's the more snow, the merrier for us. That's for damn sure. Do you both uh, ski? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's not a. It's an. It's an unwritten requirement of the company <laughs> is to get out and slide on snow somehow. We don't care if it's on skis or snowboard or. If you're, it's on your butt, but as long as you're getting outside right. and sliding down the hill and having a good time, then, then, uh, and then we'll take you in. So you got to get out and appreciate it. I, I tell a lot of the newcomers out here, uh, and and even some of the old timers, you've got to find a way to get on the hill, and it just lights you up inside. Yeah, yeah, it, it it makes you appreciate you know being lucky and living in this town. Because we in Iowa, it's, it is it's obviously way flatter than it is here, but there's actually hills and and fairly larger hills. And I used to snowboard up and down that thing growing up, thinking this is the biggest hill in Iowa. I, surely I can snowboard here. I can snowboard out in Colorado. And my brother-in-laws that they were at the Air Force Academy were like, dude, it's a little different. Like, I'm telling you, it's way different. It's way different. I'm like, it's the same thing, just longer. Yeah. And it was way, way different. I It was a whole completely different thing. I mean, just how big and long and obviously you guys. But that was, I remember, just remember first time I thought about that. It's a whole different experience yeah. that a lot of people don't understand. Right. Um, they just see them. And, and we climbed a 14er last year, and you're looking down from your cab, and you're like, that fucking thing doesn't look like a big deal at all. <laughs> Until you get into Until it. Until like 13 hours yeah. later, you're yeah. falling back down. I mean, it's just incredible, those things. It's fun. Come in. Come see us. Get a little whiskey courage, and, and then head out there. Your, your insides are warm. Your nerves are, are calm. Let her rip. You bet. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one of the best things we have going with us about uh uh, skiing Vail Resorts or skiing any of the, the mountains out here is the opera that we get to partake in afterwards. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the uh, French term opera, it basically means after ski, and it means going to the bar and hanging out and uh, getting your buddies all together after a big day on the hill and, and sitting back and enjoying a few and having a good time and listening to maybe some live music or whatever, whatever's happening. So opera is certainly a big part of the uh, skiing culture that we have going on here. So. That's the only French I speak. Opre and menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> I need to move sometimes, out here. Sometimes they go hand, they in, go hand, hand in hand. They go hand in hand. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, boy, you guys have already got me wanting to move out here. Bring it. That's awesome. We have a good time out here. That's for, that's bring, for sure. Right? Bring it on. Yeah. Bring, good. bring well, us some corn fritters. 
Well, we'll bring you some from back or some Mountain Oysters. You Mountain Oyster fan? Huh? You got to fry them up. You bet, buddy. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for having us. I mean, we've had a great time here. Um, we won't be able to hit the slopes up quite yet. We've got some sick kids at home, but we'll be that's back. That's just bad we'll planning back. on your part, Yeah, a little bit, I know. Bring it on back. You got a couch to, we will. to crash on. My kids started crying when I left. I said I was going to Colorado, and he started crying because he's four and because yeah. he loves Colorado. He oh. wanted to go look at the mines up in the mountain. Uh-huh, he right. climbed the yeah, 14er sure. with me. And yeah. <laughs> well, he said, what is all this trash doing up here? Just an old mine, just yeah. wood right. everywhere. Uh-huh. I'm like, right. I guess yep. the kid probably does think this is just someone yeah, left right. the trash here. Yeah. <laughs> but he started crying, wishing he could come back. I said to my wife, we've got to come pretty soon. Well, so. make sure you bring him back early. We like having kids at the taste room because we got to yeah, like we, we, we get our brand in front of them early on, you know. You so. bet. You <laughs> bet. By the time they're 21, they're like, taster. I want some Tim Mountain whiskey. I've been looking at that for 17 years now. You bet. Wow, that's it's, absolutely... it's good while they're teething, you know, losing yes. the teeth. Rub a little whiskey on there. Got to sleep. Got to start them young. Yeah, you bet. Got to learn them young. Fight with your sister. <laughs> yep. <Drink> this <laughs> right. first. Or if you want to kiss your sister. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> happens too much. In some I'm place. sorry. Is this mic still on? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Well, once again, thank you for having us. Um, this was good. Uh, this will be going. We'll be featuring these guys uh, in 2020 on the first distillery. So um, we're looking forward to telling your guys a story. So thanks again. This has been a good time. Great. Thank you, you guys. It's a blast. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for coming by. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. If you want to try this whiskey from 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company, once again, go to rackhousewhiskeyclub.com. Click on the Join Now button at the top. Uh, If you want to watch the videos that uh, we produce for 10th Mountain, uh, go to rackhousewhiskeyclub.com, or you can go to our Facebook page and uh, and follow us there to keep up with all the latest whiskey uh, stories that we put out and all the new whiskey boxes that are coming out. So uh, just a reminder for everyone, the deadline to get the 10th Mountain Whiskey Box is February 10th. So make sure that if you want to try this, you got to sign up before that date. Uh, we also have a banner at the top of the webpage to remind everyone as well. So uh, make sure you get there to get that. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day.